podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Voices of the Vic podcast with me, Mike Duffy. As you can see tonight, no Ben Aiton. Uh, ben is a busy man, probably resting um, and taking time out the limelight from his magnificent Voices of the Vic vlogs, which he's delivered two of so far. Unfortunately for Ben, uh, both of those have ended in Watford not winning a nil-nil against Preston and a one-nil loss against QPR, which if you're just tuning in and you're listening, we won't be talking too much about the nonsense that occurred on Saturday, um, losing to a QPR side that hadn't won since December. Uh, we are here to purely talk about Watford's game on Tuesday night, tomorrow night, as we record this against Birmingham City. Uh, I'm delighted to say that because I have no Ben Aiton with me tonight, I am joined by not only a Blues uh, podcast host, but a very, very good friend of mine, uh, just also happens to do podcasts as well. Uh, and I'm going to bring him into the stream now. It's Jamie Lawler from the Blues Focus hey. podcast. Jamie, thank you very much for uh, for joining me tonight. How, how's things with you, mate? You all good? Sounds and all is well, my man. All is well. Like you know, good result for us at the weekend. So things are a little bit lighter than they were. If you asked me four days ago, I'd have been saying all oh, hell was breaking loose and I was yeah. done with football. But yeah, all good, man. All good. Sounds like our fan base at the moment. All hell is breaking loose, mate. I, I mean, we'll we'll get into it. And um, I mean, before we do it, it's mad. Like we are literally like really good mates. So the fact that we're mm-hmm. doing this on a podcast now. It, like it, it's it's mad. So uh, it's I'll give you a chance at the end to to plug your uh, your podcast. Yeah, yeah, but let's let's start. A, a, well, since we last met, obviously we last met in August, uh, the early knockings of the season. We've yes. obviously had a head coach change. We've had two head coach changes <laughs> since. Uh, we're on our um, we're on our second manager since. Rob Edwards was a man in the dugout for us mm-hmm. last time at St Andrews. Uh, we saw each other there. We went for a drink beforehand. And uh, you were adamant that we were going to stuff you, but it wasn't the case. Um, It's been, it's fair to say, an eventful few months for Blues on and off the pitch. Do you you, you care to explain a little bit more, Joe? What's there to explain? Anything you look up online is pretty much what to see. Like, what you guys can see is what all we know. Like, we don't really know who owns us. It's fucked. The EFL are currently sniffing down our asses. We don't know where to look. Uh, we're under investigation, you know, and poor Eustace is trying to formulate a team to play good football while having to deal with EFL charges in the background. It's a, it's a worrying time, really. Like, you know, this has been happening for a long time, but to now get an official, you know, it went quite a few weeks ago, and everyone on our podcast said like it's been awfully quiet. Like we've had no communication from the ground. I said I wouldn't be surprised with the Man City thing coming out recently. They're doing an investigation at Birmingham City next week. Boom, investigation been going on for two years. Pending charges on who owns the club. I was like, there you go. Richardson Lopez thing obviously is all blown up. And I think there's a long and back and forth of, you know, the EFL are saying that Richardson never got the approval to run the club. Whereas I think our owners have kind of gone, no, no, he could run the club. So I think it's just who actually runs the club, who owns the club. We have so many different fucking ownership percentages in apparently someone in Singapore, someone in Hong Kong. Like, it's just honestly, my God, you don't, we don't even know who owns us. I don't think BSHL know who BSHL are at the minute. We just <laughs> need them gone. Like, it's, and it's just... It's, yeah. it's weird you, you say that. Obviously, we're sort of at the other end of, of the spectrum, if you like. At the yeah. moment, there's a lot of hatred towards our owners 
There's a lot of people calling our owners out. And yes, you know, things aren't all rosy at Watford, but when you hear that different perspective from you guys who you don't even know who's owning you at the moment, no. you know, it's it, it's crazy. I mean, uh, I've just had a comment there from uh, Scott Michael. He said, as, as long as Lawrence Bassini gets his hands on, uh, as lo- I, I assume he means as long as he doesn't, uh, I think you dodged a bullet there, Jay, massively. Oh, but- honestly, I couldn't deal with it. When I heard Bassini, I was like, no, 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 no. I don't care. He was, was he giving me all the promises under the sun? Like, I'll give you 100 million. We're going to go up. We'll be fu- Look, like we've just about recovered Redknapp's fucking bullshit of 15 <laughs> signings in one window and wages. Like, we're still we're still feeling that one. So Bassini can piss off to the wind. Like, yeah. Not a chance. Yeah, but it, it's crazy to, to, to hear that, as I say, you know. Things not very good with Watford at the moment and people calling the owners out. That's up to them if they want to do that. But to hear a different perspective from another fan base who, as you state, stated a minute ago, you don't even know who your owners are. No. You know, that that's quite, you know... We hear thing. names yeah, and then, then they go, no, it's not us, it's this one. No, it's not this, it's this one. No, it's this one. No, that's, we, we hate, don't go wrong, we're with you in the fact we hate our owners. We just don't know who the fuck to hate. That's the issue we've got. We don't know who our anger is at the minute. We're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But steering down the avenue of, of someone yep. we both know, well, there's there's two people I'm going to ask you about. First one is a man in the dugout for yourselves, John Eustace. He's a name that's very familiar to Watford fans, ex-Watford skipper, you know, really held in a high regard at Vicarage Road. And um, I'm glad that I'll be there tomorrow to sort of give him a, a good reception that he... Yeah. Uh, he he will deserve at Vicarage Road. It's been his first season as a manager and his first season with Blues. I, I understand from speaking to you, speaking to a few other Blue Noses that we know, it seems to be a bit of a mixed bag his time at the Blues. Like, what, what's your take on, on Eustace as, as a manager? He, is he the one or do you want him gone or what, what's the crack? I it's his first proper season in a tough league in professional football. Um, I personally like Eustace. A lot of like, we're very fifty fifty. So we did a podcast the other week. So as of pre Wigan when we drew and then beat Rotherham, we'd lost nine out of eleven. So at that point we were saying on our podcast like ninety percent of managers are gone on that form. Mm-hmm. But you know, pre World Cup we were absolutely flying. This guy gets us playing good football. I feel like he's learning as the job goes on. You know, does he make one or two mistakes for me? Yeah, he subs come on a little bit late. He's very arrogant in his five-back formation, but he's learning. We switched to 4 three, 3 at the weekend, and I think it did save his job. I like Eustace, and I really want him to do well. At the beginning of the season, it was the most connected as a fan base we've felt to our football club since Gary Rowett, since that yeah, kind of times. Like... You sort of got that feel, you know. Obviously, we both went to that game, and mm-hmm. I'm sure Watford fans will, will have sort of got that feel as well. I mean... Watford fans are all too familiar with Blues being connected with their fam, uh, with, with with the the players and the staff. You know, let's not forget. I, I I certainly won't remember it. Gary Rowett's first home game was against Watford, and we went up that season and we we lost two one. You know, Clayton Donaldson got both goals, so you know it was sort of similar to that. And as you say, you were flying at the start of the season, and yeah. you know uh, Eustace was one of the many names linked to us before we got Robert Rob Edwards. Yes. They said they wanted a, a young, progressive British coach. And obviously, Eustace, as I say, being the former captain for Watford, he, uh, he he would have been a good candidate. But it's interesting to see, you know, him him doing, you know, as well as he's doing. Um, 
and it makes me laugh. You said there a minute ago that you know before um, the the draw to Wigan, you'd lost nine out of eleven, and most managers would have been sacked. We'd have probably got through two managers in that run, to be honest. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah, um, and then obviously uh, another man as well that you know needs no introduction. Uh, the main man, the big dog up top. The big dog. Um, first things first, before I ask you what I want to ask you, yep. I've been telling every man and his dog from a Watford perspective that he's injured at the moment. So he, won't he is injured. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I believe it's a thigh or a groin strain of some sort. He's right, been, he was ruled out for a couple of weeks, I think a week ago. Which, yeah. annoyingly, the fucking game he was ruled out, we won a penalty the next game and Scott Hogan hits the post. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Like. You well, know. he's missed a couple, isn't he, Troy? Uh, he missed. He, he basically put one into outer space against Holloway. Yeah. But but he already scored on that game. We were 2-0 up in the 70th minute at that point. So, you exactly. know, even Troy laughed when he missed it, looked at the fans and went, all right. <laughs> but, like, yeah, you know, we, we have to touch on him. I, of I course. Know he, he, he's, he's not been as regular for you guys this season. I think... You know, maybe his age plays a little part in that. Yeah, I think he's been he's picked up a few sort of niggles along the way mm-hmm. as well this season. Um, and again, much like the whole Eustace in Eustace out brigade, there's been a mm-hmm. proper mixed bag on Troy's time at, at, at Blues. I'm, I'm surely people weren't expecting the the Troy Deeney that we had in his pump to yeah. then turn up and, and and play like he he does. He is older. He's having to deal with multiple injuries. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he, he finished the Watford campaign basically playing through injuries all the time and taking injections. So he's not going to be the same player. But what's your take on on Troy at the moment? Uh, uh, as uh, well, what's what's the Blues fans' take on Troy at the moment? Because obviously he's, a, he's an absolute legend, and part of me's gutted he's not playing tomorrow yeah. because I'd love to welcome him back. But another part thinks the way that we're playing at the moment, he'd have an absolute field day against our defence. And that's the thing, isn't it, with Troy? I like Troy. I get a lot of slate from Birmingham fans for saying this because a lot of fans are like, he's old, he offers nothing, he's got no pace about him. Troy's game has never been about bursting pace and beyond, though, has it? Like, he will hold up the ball, he'll win headers, he'll flick it on. There's no point. I say this all the time to people. When you're playing a 5-3-2 formation... If your wing-backs aren't fucking getting forward, Troy is not going to be able to do much of it. Hogan's got the movement on my nan. He's been injured since pre-World Cup and you can see it. Like, So I feel for Troy, like, I, he bleeds this club and you can see that and he wants us to do well. He's He obviously signed a two-year contract when he joined us last summer. His contract is up. Would I give him another year? Yeah, I would. He's He said openly when he signed for us, he's not on a lot of wages. You know, he could have got bigger offers from bigger clubs and bigger money and he chose to come to us. If he doesn't want to stand and he wants to retire, I'd give him a coaching role at Birmingham City. I'd give him like the assistant manager role under Eustace. Him and Eustace seem to have a good friendship and a partnership. I think he's good for the young lads. And <laughs> I don't know if he was like it for you, Mark, but the thing I love about Troy the most is if one of our young lads are on the pitch and they're getting bullied by one of the older players on the other team, Troy's very quick to run over and give him a like niggle him and let him know like he'll hit him at some point in the game like a crunching tackle. Well, that. <laughs> you saying that reminds me uh, the lockdown season when we got promoted um, Troy was very much a bit part player because of injuries and all yeah. all, uh, all you know all, all of that stuff and we played Luton and it was the first time we played Luton in I, th- I want to say 14, 15 years 
And obviously it's a big derby, but because there were no fans, it was typical. The first one in 14, 15 years. Yeah. And we bloody, you know, there's no fans to 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 be there and, and witness it. And, um, you know, Nathan Jones, we won 1-0 at the Vic and Nathan Jones is an absolute... He's a dickhead, um, isn't he? He's a dickhead, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I do not like him one bit. He's a knob. I will agree on one thing he said. It did. It didn't have a feel of a derby. Well, obviously because there was no fans. Yeah. But one of our guys got um, got sort of barged by. I think it was Norrington Davis who was on loan, and Troy come on for the last ten minutes, and he just shoulder barged in, and this guy just went flying. And like that was that was Troy's way of saying, listen. You pick on my players, and I'll fucking show you that this is my yeah. team, and I'm the I'll rule the roost around there. So that's what we love about Troy. And listen, towards the end of his career at Watford, a lot of people, believe it or not, were like, "We need to get rid of Troy. We need to get rid of Troy." And to be honest, Jay, I think we've seen recently, and I, I might get a bit of stick in the comments here about this, but I think we've seen recently that we're actually missing a player like Troy, regardless yeah, of Troy's if he plays so or essential. Not. I can I can bet you bottom dollar, even if he doesn't even if he didn't play, he's such an influential character mm. to have in the dressing room around the place. And the gutless performances we're seeing at the moment, like we did on Saturday, like we did the week before, you know, we, we lost to QPR who had won one in thirteen games. And Troy would not have had some of the performances mm. on that pitch. He'd have, he'd have picked them up and said, listen, you, you sort yourself out because this is an embarrassment. So, you know, we, we, we do miss Troy. And it, like I say, it's a shame that we're not going to see him tomorrow night. Again, I say it's a shame. It's a shame for sentimental value. But I think he would have had an absolute field day. He, um, he might come along with the team, though. Do you know what I mean? And just be there. Yeah. And it I makes sense for him. If he's in a box either, because yeah. he's obviously got contacts at the club. Comes out of half-time and does a talk or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, you know, there was uh, all this talk about having a... Um, having a, a sort testimonial. Of a statu- uh, a, not a statue, sorry. Um, testimonial game. Mm. And it being against Blues and him playing half for Watford and half for Blues. And That'd obviously that was before the Blues move come along for Troy. So... Yeah, you know, I, I certainly, uh, I, I, I must admit, Jay, over the years, I've not been particularly fond of Birmingham City, but I think there's a lot of Watford fans that are in a position now where with John Eustace at the wheel and Troy Deeney, you know, leading the line when he's fit, there's a lot of Watford fans that take a sort of softening and, and likening to Birmingham, um, other than tomorrow night, obviously, because we need a win. Yeah, we can't obviously. at the moment. But... Um, Talking of tomorrow, you know, let's focus yep. on, on the game while we're here to talk. Course, um, you picked up a massive win on Saturday yes. against Rotherham. Uh, very much needed. One, do you think you clear a relegation now? And two, if you don't, can you see it going down to the final games like it has done the last few seasons? So I just, literally half an hour before I've joined this one, we've just finished Blues Pocus and this was a yeah. massive point for us where we said... We're 10 points, 10 games left, 10 points clear. Yeah. It is very Birmingham City to fuck this up and still have to go down <laughs> to the last two games. But the the teams in the bottom three, and I'm going to get slated for this comment, are that shit. I can't see them getting 10 points in 10 games. They are woeful. Like, <laughs> and that's including we lost to fucking Huddersfield. <laughs> and they're shit. Like, so it's one of them. 
I think we'll be all right. I genuinely, I think 47 probably keeps you up this season the way this season's going. I can't see any of them bottom three getting 15 points for the end of the season. We're on 42. We've got you boys, then away at QPR. We'll show you how to do that. And, uh, <laughs> and drop. <laughs> I s- says that as he gets tramped 4-0 by QPR next Saturday, I send you a message crying. Um, I think we'll be all right. I don't think we'll go down. Like you said, Saturday was massive. It, we'd been screaming for a change, and we love Scott Ogan. He's a he's he's a standard poacher, fox in the box. He's not interested if that ball's in the box. But I've been saying it for three weeks. Drop him. He had an injury before the World Cup. He looks like he's never gonna come back. Like he looks like he's never gonna have that injury gone. He just needs to have a rest. We rested him. We played Yukovic, played Kedra one side, Chung the other, four three three. Played to the big man. Worked a treat. Kedra looked dangerous. Chung looks dangerous. We. Had probably, I'd say, the youngest midfielder in the championship that week because Bielik went off 30 minutes injured. He lost, he got both his front teeth kicked out by a rival player. Yeah. Wasn't a red card. Don't know how. Great. And um, we had Jordan James, who's 19. Chang and Hall are both 18, rocking the three centre mid role, and it worked. Well, Hall so was uh, the, the young chap that scored against us at St yes. Andrews, wasn't it? Hopefully, he's been again. We've moved to Leeds and all that, and he's one yeah. of the next big prodigies coming out mm-hmm. of. Birmingham City Academy. We're good at that. There's been many. We bring through good young players who just don't fucking keep them or sell them for stupid money. <laughs> oh, that's the problem when you're when yeah. when you're sort of in financial mess. You sort of any money you can take, you'll you, you'll you'll do it. Um, it's interesting you say there, Jay. You you switched it up for for Rotherham. Obviously, big big game for you guys. Um, you know, uh, one of our guys just said you've you've taken more points off Rotherham this season than we have. We've drawn both games. It's horrendous. Um, but <laughs> that sort of reminds me when Lee Bowyer come in and you, mm-hmm. you went on that sort of mini run when he come in and Bowyer just said, well, we just went back to basics. You, you get yep. the balls in the box and listen, Lukas Zhukovic is a player I admire highly. And Troy's done many interviews over the years, even when he's at Watford and when he's left Watford. And he said in one of the interviews that he almost got sold under Sean Deutsch, I think it was. And then part of the deal would have seen Lukas Jukovic come the other way to Watford. And Jukovic is a proper old-fashioned bruiser yeah. of a striker. And is, is, is he... You know, is he going to be the, the He'll key be started. To, to, to fighting, well, to keeping you up? Is he going to be the he, key? So we had this debate the other week as well. And I have literally openly said this, and I don't care what anyone says. He's only had, he's been at us since 2015, 2016-ish. And I said, I don't care if it's not in the 10-year mark. That man needs a fucking testimonial when he leaves us eventually. Because I'll tell you what, Mike, him and Harley Dean, I would say cornerstone for survivals for us. Jukovic is arguably, and I'll go on a limb and say this, in the championship, aerially the best player. He's a yeah. nightmare for centre-backs to play against. He must be horrible. He's backing into you all game. He's six foot four. He's winning every header. He's got good control. He's got a powerful left foot on him. He's got everything you want as a target centre-man. Like, and he's, you know, Troy's injured and everyone's like, oh, fuck, what are we going to do? Oh, yeah, we've got Lukas Jukovic. You know, and Eustace's masterclass this season for me was we played Burnley and drew 1-1 at St Andrews. I've never, ever seen a manager do this before. He deployed Troy Deeney at left wing, Jukovic at right when we went 1-0 down and put Scott Ogan up front and we battled back and got the point at that point. And I was like, I've never seen two target men out wide, but it fucking worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's proper ballsy from John, that is. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, but... 
he's he's someone that you know there'll be Watford fans watching yeah. this sort of thinking oh we we could really do without that you know I mean I I don't probably don't speak on behalf of all Watford fans here but since we've brought in Ryan Porteous and um you know um Wesley who it's sort of shored up the defence. I suppose mm-hmm. that sort of speaks volumes of how bad our defence has been over the years. But I would like to think that they would be able to deal with him airily. The only thing is, Wesley Hoot is usually a walking yellow card. So I can see maybe Jukovic sort of testing the waters early doors and thinking, right, I'm going to get a yellow card out of him. Let me then move on to Portia, see if I can get a yellow card out of him. And he was up against McBurney a couple of weeks ago and I went to that game and uh, McBurney picked his pocket several times and um, Porteous ended up scoring an own goal and, and picking up a yellow card. So, you know, it sounds like that that could be um, a, a real key point for Blues on a, a, a tomorrow night. I mean, just talking about tomorrow night, Jay, you, you've, like I said, you've come in it off the back of an amazing, well, a great win for you guys. How do you see it panning out against us? Are you, are you, are you confident? Are you just damage limitation or is it a free one? one. What's your thoughts? I think we draw. I think very, I personally, I would say, <laughs> you, your fans are going to hate me. I'd say a new manager bounce is a scary thing, but what for football club? It's just like a new game for you, isn't it? So it's sound <laughs> like a uh, big result for us. All the things are stacked against us. New manager, you know, playing away at the Vic. We played three days ago. We've got injuries. Bakuna's out as well. So we serve in his second of his match ban for 10 yellows. And Bakunu arguably is our most technical footballer. Um, yeah, in typical Blues fashion, we're meant to lose this, so we'll probably get a point. A dirty 1-1. <laughs> like, we'll scumbag a set-piece. We're dangerous at set-pieces. You said, you know, defensively at the minute, you're a bit leaky when it comes we to set-pieces. We cannot handle set-pieces, Jack. <laughs> We've got big bastards as well. We've got yeah. Harley Dean, Kevin Long, great deliveries from Chong. Jukovic himself will be in there sniffing about. Trusty. Trusty loves a good goal or two. So I, I just want to point out, Jay said a minute ago that Bakuna's missing and that he's one of the, uh, technically one of the best midfielders, he thinks. Uh, he's, of course, talking about Janino because we've currently got Leandro, his brother, yeah. and uh, he's absolute dog shit. So don't think that Jay's going to Leandro because he's on about Janino. Janino. Uh, I'm quite glad that he's missing tomorrow. And we're missing Hamza Chowdhury because he picked up a yellow. So... He's yeah, he was a knob him. against us at St Andrews. He was a knobhead. I remember watching him. He, he, we should have had a penalty at the end of that game as well. Yeah, I, I, I got <laughs> sent the clip straight after. I didn't even see because it, it was the other end. I didn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so your score prediction, you're going for a 1-1. One, one, one. One. Yeah. I think you score first. We battle back for a point. Well, I mean, we, with us at the moment, it's just been that that poor. Like we, I, I genuinely, right... The run that we had when Wilder come in was QPR, who I've mentioned many times their their run. They'd won one in thirteen. Um, you boys on Tuesday night, and obviously, you know, I, I hate to say it, Jay, but you you guys aren't exactly flying. And then oh we've no, got, we're, we're crap at the minute. It's fine yeah, to say we, it. we've got bottom of the table Wigan. Um, that's if they are still bottom. Uh, bottom of the table Wigan at home on Saturday. So his first three were QPR, Birmingham and Wigan. And I said on the pod the other day, me and Ben were talking about, does Wilder get us playoffs? I said he has to take nine points, anything less, and we don't get playoffs. We're six points outside the playoffs now. Everyone in the playoffs keeps winning. Everyone Mm -hmm. in the playoffs is playing tomorrow as well. 
So it's not even as if we can gain a bit of ground back. We have to hope for losses. Them lot down the M1, uh, I won't name them because, yeah. Twelve-toes. Um, they're flying at the moment with Rob Edwards. Um, so it's, uh, it's, it's not going well. I mean, I've had... Um, I've had a bet with uh, the, the the Saturday team that I managed. I've had a bet with the Sunday team manager. He was a Blues fan. And I said 20 quid and I get um, a Blues draw and a Blues win. And um, I give him money if Watford win. That's how confident I was that we wouldn't. This is a banana skin game. Blues, in your eyes, you, you're probably looking at this thinking, it's a free you know what? we've just come off the back of a, a great win against Rotherham. We've got nothing to lose. You know, spirits will be high around the club. You're coming against a team that, yes, although they may be having a bit of a manager bounce, which hasn't kicked in yet, there's a. it all seems in a bit disarray. Troy will be in people's ears in the, uh, uh, at the training ground all week saying, listen, this player don't like that, that player don't like that, press them here, do this, do that. He, he'll know inside out that club, you know, our club and, and how to get at us and, and everything else. And, you know, you, you perhaps it's a little bit of a free hit for you guys. I know yeah, it is. this sort of stage of the season, you you can't really take any games for granted. But I, I think you boys can definitely come and cause us problems, which really, really scares me. I said we need to go 4-3-3. Start the same team that started Saturday. Go attacking down the wings. Just go for it. Why not? Just go yeah. for it. Like, use a shaky at the minute. Why not? Just go for it. I'm sick. We did this against Wigan. We went one nil up four minutes in because Bakuna scored a worldie of a free kick and then fucking defended for 86 minutes. And this is why we don't win games. And it was like, oh, that's what, like, and it's one of them, like, we need to just go for the throat. And on Saturday, we went for the throat, got the second goal and pushed for a third. Like, and we need to do that a bit yeah. more. Um, I, I just can't see either team winning at the minute. If I'm coming as a neutral, if I was putting a bet on, I'd say draw. Both teams score draw, 1-1. One, one. Yeah, well, I, I, I'm... I'd probably go for a one-one as well, not to be boring and sit on the fence. But I just think that there's so much despair around the club at the moment. I'm I'm driving down tomorrow uh, after work, so uh, it's the first time I'm I'm driving to a game since passing my test. So it's uh, it's quite a big thing for me. And I always try and go to the Blues Watford games, whether it's at the Vic or at St Andrews. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a big connection with uh, with Birmingham. So. You know, I thought, you know what, why not? And <laughs> why not? You know, we just come off the back of a horrendous result and everything's doom and gloom at the club at the moment. And, you know, there's everything's up in the air and we, we're just playing horrendously. So I just, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I really hope the players prove me wrong tomorrow. But I just, I'd tell you what I want to see more than anything, Jay. Obviously, I want to see us win football matches. And I'm sure any football fan can relate to this. I just want to see the players look like they give a shit because I'm sick yes. to death of watching my football team on a three o'clock on a Saturday and thinking these players don't care. I think yeah. the, the thing with Watford is, and you know, I'm sure there'll be many fans in the comments that, that agree, is I worry that there's been a bit of a culture change with the players. And this isn't a recent thing. This has been going on for quite some time. That in their head, they're thinking, well, if we play shit, the worst that's going to happen is they sell me, so I'll go to another club. Or B, if we play that crap, we're going to get a new manager, and this manager's going to, you know, get the boot. So the the the, the blame doesn't lie at their door. 
they always get off scot-free. So therefore, they can play as shit as they want because they know they won't get the slack for it. It'll be the guy in the dugout. They'll be like, listen, mate, it's not working. See you later. Let yet the players who have been there for the large part of these manager turnovers still remain. So yeah, I, I, I do hope that I'm proved wrong. I, I if if we come away with from that game tomorrow with a one one draw, but I've seen that every player on that pitch in a yellow shirt has given one hundred and ten percent, I'll clap them off and I'll drive back to Nottingham and I'll think, you know what, wasn't as bad. So that's that's all we want. But um before before we we finish off, Jay, obviously you are part of a, a Birmingham City podcast. Uh, you have done a podcast to to preview tonight uh, tomorrow's game. So mm-hmm. any Watford fans that might want to watch it, head over to uh, to to the the channel. Jay, where can we find you? And and what, so, what? Yeah, YouTube, Spotify, Apple. You know, go for us. We're Blues Focus podcast. If you just type in Blues Focus on YouTube, all our content's on there as well, guys. Obviously, we're all available via Twitter as well. We all have our own personal Twitter accounts. We are usually quite responsive on YouTube comments as well, if you want a message. But, yeah, well, yeah. make sure you guys go and, uh, go and check out Jamie and his Lux uh, preview as well. And hopefully, um, I don't know if me and Ben are going to be back to preview something, but uh, we'll try and sort something out either way. Uh, and just before I wrap up as well, I want to say, uh, massive congratulations to to Ben again for producing another brilliant match day vlog. Uh, something that started against Preston, and uh, he's absolutely smashed it. So if you haven't already, go onto our YouTube channel, check out VOTV vlogs. Uh, we've got a separate playlist for them now, so you'll be able to find it in the playlist VOTV vlogs. Go and check out. I know we lost. But it's still the uh, the the thought that counts, and I thought Ben did a brilliant job. I'm gonna be the one doing the match day vlog tomorrow. As I say, I'm driving down from work, so my trip down to Vicarage Road will be documented. Hopefully, I can have a bit more luck than Ben, who's not done a winning match day vlog yet. But uh, yeah, go and check it out if you haven't already. Ben's done a superb job, and like I say, uh, hopefully, me and Ben will be back to discuss. Um, the Birmingham City game. If we're not back straight away, we might wait till Sunday and do a collective Birmingham and Wigan review podcast. But thank you very much for joining me tonight, Jay. Uh, I'm sure we'll exchange plenty of messages tomorrow. Uh, I'll be there. You're off to Cheltenham. But um, yeah, I'll be there. So I'm sure we'll exchange many text messages. And uh, thanks to everyone that's watched. If you're re-watching this, Make sure you hit the like button, you hit the subscribe button and you hit the notification so that every time we go live or upload, you get a notification straight to your phone. If you're listening on a podcast platform as well, don't forget to leave us a rating. It means the world to us uh, and it helps us out more than you think. But from me, Mike Duffy and from Jay from uh, the Blues Focus podcast, stay safe. Come on, you horns. Sports Social Podcast Network.